This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 729 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by EquestrianCollections.com. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is an excerpt from the Horse.com's weekly horse health report found on the Horses in the Morning Show, episode number 48. The entire crew gets together for an interesting talk about equine teeth and dentistry. But first, let's hear from today's sponsor. Hi, Glenn here from the Horse Radio Network, and I'm with Debbie from Equestrian Collections. How are you, Debbie? Hi, Glenn. I'm just great. And this week, I wanted to feature something that we have on our website, www.equestriancollections.com. You know, a lot of people say, are you only online? Well, you know what? We have taken care of that for you. We are online, but we're also catalogs online. If you go to our website and at the very top of the page of the homepage, you will see a little box that says catalogs. You click on that and all the catalogs from our different vendors come up. All you have to do is click on any one of them and it opens up just like a book. It's just really cool. You just click at the bottom of the page and the page turns as if you were looking at a catalog, um, you know, sitting there in bed or something. But the best part of this kind of catalog is if you click on it, and we have this item available, all you have to do is click on it. It takes you right over so you can order it right there. So it's very convenient, and you can look at all the different things and just spend all day doing that if you'd like because we've got plenty of them. I do really like that the fact that uh, you're looking at the at, really at the manufacturer's catalog, and if you guys have it, you can just click on it. It takes you to the order page. If you don't have it, it just pops up with a little thing that says item not available so you know exactly what you can get and what you can't get. That's exactly right, and that's such a help, too, because, you know, if we can't get it, then you can't get it. So here we go. We can every, you'll know right away if you can get it from us. Very good. That's uh, Go to EquestrianCollections.com, the Catalogs tab at the top of the page at EquestrianCollections.com. This product highlight was produced by the Horse Radio Network. Listen to all of our shows at HorseRadioNetwork.com. Today we've got uh, Dr. Denny Jones from Florida and, as you mentioned, Dr. DeLore from Washington. And today we're talking about uh, dentistry and teeth. And one of the first things I wanted to start with is just some, some basics on teeth. Dr. DeLore, you focus um, exclusively on dentistry in your practice. Is that right? That's correct. Very good. And tell us a little bit about horses' teeth and what, what exactly does the fact that they have hypsodont teeth mean? Okay. Well, it's pretty simple, really. If you think about a horse's teeth, tooth, any given tooth being about, oh, three to three and a half inches long when they start out in life, a little bit of that tooth gets worn away every year because their teeth are designed to grind roughage in more or less a side-to-side fashion. So as a little bit of tooth gets worn away every year, say two millimeters, that much more tooth then erupts out of the bone to take its place each year. So they'll go through about two, two and a half, sometimes three millimeters of tooth every year, and then up to a finite point, that gets replaced. And that's what makes them more, that's more or less 
what qualifies that tooth as a quote-unquote hypsodont tooth. It makes it different from what you and I have. Right. So eventually your horse is just going to run out of teeth at about, about what age? Oh, if they're well cared for, horses' teeth can last until they're in their 30s. And that's kind of the beauty about modern dental care is our goal is to get horses' teeth to last into their 30s because where 15, 20, 25 years ago horses only lived to be, you know, 18 or 20 max, now it's really common to see horses in their 30s and it would be very helpful if we could keep their teeth functioning that long. For sure. Well, you mentioned with proper dental care, they can last that long. How often should horse owners have their teeth examined and worked on? In general, once a year is, is the rule. Now, there are cases where horses might need to have their teeth examined more frequently than that, say, in a young horse with a rapidly changing mouth because they're shedding baby teeth and they're getting their permanent teeth in. A lot happens in a very short period of time, say, from about two and a half to four years of age in a young horse. So that might need maybe every six months examination or specific problems where you're tracking a problem that you're treating. A veterinarian might want to see a horse more frequently than once a year. But the majority of horses do really well with once a year exams. All right. And, of course, we, we, we talk about floating teeth uh, sometimes if those exams suggest it. What exactly is tooth floating? And, Glenn, maybe you can tell us a little bit about this. I'm sure you have a, a great entertaining alternate answer. <laughs> I just do what my wife tells me. I just do what she tells me. Just pay the bill, you. Just pay the bill. <laughs> Well, it, actually, it's funny you should ask about teeth floating because floating is a term that, that the veterinary community is really trying hard to get away from, mostly because it's a layman's term and it can mean something different depending on who you're talking to. So, of course, as medical professionals, we'd like to all know what we're talking about when we talk to each other and when we talk to our clients. So, technically speaking, floating refers specifically to removing those sharp enamel edges on the outsides of the upper cheek teeth in the horse and on the, the tongue side or the medial aspect of the lower cheek teeth in the horse. So really that's all we're talking about when you, when you say the term floating. So since other people have different definitions for that, it's better just not to use it. What are other definitions? Well, some people refer to floating and they mean the whole shebang, you know, the whole from, from examining the horse's mouth, removing the sharp enamel points, um, making occlusal surface adjustments, like if there's um, malocclusions like hooks and waves and things like that. And, and that's a different procedure because it involves removing living tissue. So okay. we just like to separate, we like to separate the two out. Okay. Very good. So we had uh, we did a poll of our readers a little while back on the horse.com and asked how often people were getting their horses' teeth examined. Although it, we actually asked how often they had their horses' teeth floated. I'm sorry, we didn't know we shouldn't use that word then. <laughs> um, but we had um, just just over half of people, about 51 percent, were doing them about once a year, <clears throat> and uh, but a little over a quarter, 27 percent, were having their horses' teeth done only when needed. Um, more than once a year at 11% and every couple of years at 8.5%. So what are, what are your thoughts on that frequency? Is that about what you'd expect? Well, like I, I'm really actually pretty happy that, that that many do them at least once a year. So half of the, half of the horse owners that responded to the poll um, were working at once a year, and I think that's encouraging. 
um, I guess the discouraging part is 27% only when needed. And I guess what my question, my question to those horse owners would be, well, what's your criteria about when it's needed? And, and what I'll comment on that is that horses are incredibly stoic and they're hardwired to eat. So if your answer is, well, he's eating fine, so his teeth must be fine, that's where I think owners can get tripped up into some misunderstandings about how horses' mouths work. And Honestly, I mean, I've got horror stories. Horses will continue to eat until they mechanically can't anymore. So it, it doesn't necessarily matter how much that mouth may hurt or be inefficient or uncomfortable in some other ways. They'll keep eating until mechanically they can't. You know, I have an interesting question, and I, this would be interesting. We'll never know the answer to this. But I wonder if this matches how often uh, the owner, in fact, goes to the dentist. <laughs> Good you point, know, actually. I've, you, I've, I've used that conversation, that, that, that talking point with owners before, and I've gotten caught up because they said they haven't been in five or six years. Exactly, <laughs> and I wonder if they do that same thing with their horse, if it kind of matches. You know, it would be interesting to know that. I would like for you yeah, all well, to know, though, that Glenn will eat until he mechanically cannot as well, so he's kind of the true. same way. I do have this one tooth that kind of needs floated, though. It's got a sharp point on it. <laughs> Keep eating, my friend. <laughs> well, Christy, from a private practitioner standpoint, probably those percentages meet mine in my practice. And, you know, we have reminders to go out annually or more than that if the horse has problems, as Dr. Delory said. Um, and our response is probably decreasing from that percentage in the last year because of the economic turnaround uh, or downfall or however you want to call it. But we're now starting to get calls to have the teeth done, and they've been out probably two years just because money funds weren't there. And uh, we try to stress how important it is that they'll save money on grain and, and feeding if they just keep up on the teeth. And I'm sure Dr. Dory would have a point to say about that. And uh, it's less money if you stay on top of it every year. As she was saying, equilibrating hooks and waves takes more of our time and our tools, so thus there's a, more of a charge. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. And I, I, I can add something to that. Um, and it's true. You know, if, horse, if, if horses are kept up and kept current on their dental care every year, there's usually less work to do each time, resulting in an overall lower bill for dental care that year. The, the big money saver, and, and this is what I preach to my clients, is not what you're going to save this year. It's what you're going to save over the lifetime of that horse. And it, the goal with modern dental care is to get the teeth to last as long as possible so that that horse can keep eating coarse roughage through its entire life. So if you've got a horse with bad malocclusions that aren't addressed early and they can't be quote-unquote fixed or normalized, then that horse is going to have to go on supplemental dietary things earlier in life, and that's what's going to, what's going to hit your pocketbook. Or they're going to develop serious oral health problems like periodontal disease, like abscessed teeth, like cracked teeth they're going to re that will require expensive therapies rather than just a routine uh, occlusal adjustment and taking off some sharp edges every year. 
So if you have a horse with one of those more serious problems, the periodontal disease and the cracked teeth, how do you treat those? I mean, you can't ask your horse to do to rinse his mouth out with mouthwash every so often for the periodontal disease. Or just how do you how do you manage those horses? And and that's a good question because we joke a lot about it. if the horse just had opposable thumbs and could floss, all these problems would probably go away. <laughs> good luck. But treating periodontal disease in the horse is a challenge. It's it's way more common than than what a lot of people think. Um, I don't have those statistics right in front of me, but I think I remembered seeing like one in eight horses has some degree of, of periodontal disease, and it is the most common cause of tooth loss in the horse, just like it is in people. So catching it early is the key. A lot of times it's, it's an issue that can be corrected just by fixing the occlusal surfaces so that they function properly and removing abnormal forces on the teeth so that they remain in proper position and food doesn't get trapped where it shouldn't get trapped. Um, but it involves, uh, you know, some a lot of um, cleaning, uh, debriding dead tissue, scraping off areas of decay. Um, it can uh, involve antibiotic use, sometimes systemic, sometimes local. And worst case scenario, we may have to pull a tooth to, to solve the periodontal tissue problem. So that's what we really don't want to do. We want to avoid that tooth removal at all costs. But sometimes teeth are just so painful and there's no cure that the only way to fix the problem is to get rid of the tooth. I see. And that's, that becomes pretty involved because sometimes you actually have to go in from <clears throat> the opposite side and knock it out from the back, correct? Oh, there's lots of ways to get rid of teeth in horses, unfortunately. But nine, well, I won't say nine times, probably eight times out of ten, teeth can be uh, effectively extracted from the mouth in the standing horse. But yeah, then there are those cases that require a lay down procedure, um, you know, sometimes cutting a hole in the horse's face or in their jaw to get access to the tooth roots. Um, and, and extracting them from the side, so to speak. And that's a lot more involved. We're working at ways that we can we can be more effective at that and less traumatic. Um, it's an evolving science, just like just like all of medicine is. Yeah, none are easy, I would imagine. Mm-mm. None of them. Well, that's why we in general practice will refer to somebody who does dentistry full time, like Dr. Delory, and we have one here in Florida that we that teaches at the university. We send to to do those extractions because they are pretty hard to do. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to wrestle with that. You can just say, hey, there's this dentist down the road. Hey, go ahead. <laughs> For sure. Well, this is, this is definitely what we want to avoid. So back to our, our basic preventive care, uh, Mary, can you tell us a little bit about what you're looking for when you do a routine exam on a horse and what, what kind of things you'll usually adjust to, to avoid getting to this point? Well, first thing we do is um, a real good physical exam. The first time I see a patient, I'll do a basic physical exam and get a history from the owner. So I'll spend a few minutes talking to the owner and, and checking, checking the outside of the horse and listening to the heart and those kinds of things. Talk about what the horse is on diet-wise. And then I'll pick a good sedation protocol and get that horse, what we call that chem chemical restraint in horses. But anyway, we, we give them a, a nice dose of sedatives. Um, I'll usually feel the whole horse's head as they're getting tired to see if there's any pain points or anything like that. I'm looking for all those kinds of things as I'm working through my exam and the sedation. And then once the horse is well sedated, 
I'll usually feel their jaw movement. I'll move their jaw physically through a range of motion side to side and open and close to see if I feel anything abnormal. And then I put that big speculum, that big scary thing that owners are frightened of a lot of times, but it's a really cool instrument. works very well for what it does. And that holds the horse's mouth open safely so we can get a good look inside. Um, and then my light source is key. Um, I'll take a quick peek to see where the food is in the horse's mouth, and then I rinse all that food out. I can't see anything without getting all the food out. Um, and then I top topographically, so to speak, examine the horse's, each tooth in the horse's mouth to see if everything's normal. I check all the surrounding tissues, all the periodontal tissues, the tongue, the roof of the mouth, the cheeks, everything, looking for abnormalities. And then... If I need to, I'll talk to the owner and describe what I want to do to correct any problems and then get to work. And I think most owners have seen, you know, wave mouths where, where the chewing surfaces of the tooth, if you look from, from the front of the mouth to the back of the mouth, a lot of horses will get sort of a roller coaster appearance to that. That's what we call a wave because it kind of has a wave pattern. Um, or they'll get hooks on the, the front uppers or the, the lowers in the back. Um, if the horse's teeth don't line up front to back properly, those are pretty common. Um, and then I'm looking for all kinds of other things like surface decay, um, chipped teeth, fractured teeth, feed packing in between teeth that's the primary indicator of periodontal disease. Um, there's a whole host of things that I, I look for in the initial exam. And some of those things I can fix immediately and some things have to be staged or planned for another visit. Well, I know we're running low on time. I know that you've got a case you've got to get out to see, but just, just for fun, what's, the, what's one of the, the craziest dental stories you've got from your practice? I knew you were going to ask me that, and dentistry is really <laughs> boring. <laughs> There's nothing crazy. I guess, I guess the, it's not really crazy, but one of the things that always sticks in my mind is um, I, I guess I've had some sort of scary things happened before, but I don't know about crazy, but I, I have had one patient in particular, uh, probably a 10-year-old quarter horse stallion, fat. I mean, we're talking tick fat here. I mean, really heavy, <laughs> obese, body condition score of nine. And uh, the owner hadn't, I don't think, ever had his teeth looked at before. And we went ahead and looked at his teeth. And I kid you not, that horse had one of the worst mouths I've ever seen, one so, the hooks were so big, they were digging into the opposing jawbone. They had actually caused that jawbone to remodel. And when a hook in the back sticks up into the upper palate, you know, from the lower tooth, there's a very large blood vessel up there. It's an artery. And all I can think of was, I wonder if that, if that artery is actually moved out of the way because that horse could have bled out. So, I mean, those are the kind of things that, we, that I find on a semi-regular basis in horses that look perfectly healthy, have slick hair coats, they're overweight, but their teeth are at the critical level. Like, this horse is going to die unless I do something. Wow. So, That's amazing. Yeah. It's, I have a picture of that horse in my presentations to veterinarians and horse owners saying that, that outward appearances can be very deceptive when it comes to dental care. Awesome. I think that's, that's a really well, fun example. We had one of our comments on our poll or some of, of, you know, how often do you have your, your horse's teeth looked at? You know, one person's comment was, you know, well, whenever my fat horses get skinny, which is never, so. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that doesn't work well, for you, me. <laughs> 
Well, that would not work. Yeah, you guys, thank you so much, Christy. You know, as always, you did an awesome job. Thank you so much for bringing us the Horse Health Report. Dr. Jones and Dr. DeLore for joining us here on Horses in the Morning. Uh, it's been great. And I guess, uh, Dr. DeLore, where can people maybe get a hold of you? Do you have a website? I do have a website. Um, it's it's in transition, as I think most people's websites are. It's a little bit incomplete right now, but the basic information is all there. Um, and it's my practice is called Northwest Equine Dentistry. So the website is is nwequinedentistry.com. Fantastic. And Dr. Jones, what's your website again? Down in Florida. Florida. The whole word spelled out: FloridaEquine.com. All right, and mine, and mine is not under construction. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yours is all ready to go. <laughs> and of course, you know, everybody for for any sort of a horse information, always go to thehorse.com. Christy, thanks again, and you guys have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Well, there you go. To listen to more of the horse.com's tips, just go to horsetipdaily.com and go to the experts drop-down menu on the left. If you love listening to the Horses in the Morning gang putting in their two cents on horse health topics, tune in to Horses in the Morning at horsesinthemorning.com for your weekly fix of up-to-the-minute horse health information. You can also go to thehorse.com where you will find a motherload of horse health information covering pretty much every topic imaginable. Don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. Today's podcast has been brought to you by equestriancollections.com. Just like a horse tip daily brings the whole world of equine knowledge to you, equestriancollections.com brings the whole world of equine online shopping to you. Check them out today at equestriancollections.com, and while you're there, there, tell them Coach Jen sent you. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like us to cover on the show. You can subscribe to all the shows on Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.